Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating this sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and I'm actually celebrating two years of having The Pleasure Zone. Um, not today, but this month is my anniversary month. So I'm very excited um, to be doing, you know, to be on this month, to, um, I think I'm almost at my 100th show, and uh, I think that's like a couple more, and I've got that 100th show under my belt. I'm very excited about that. Um, and I'm very excited to offer you guys this like weekly program where I talk about crazy stuff all the time. Um, and it it's like, you know, for those of you who have never listened to the show, you get a little bit of education. You get a, a lot of me. You get a lot of uh, stuff that's right out of the box. And um, tonight you're actually going to get a little bit of a panel discussion uh, with some friends and co-hosts uh, from the radio station with me. So I'm really excited to have uh, everybody's input tonight. Um, the last episode I did had uh, input from about 10 men, and they weren't on the show live with me. They were they actually sent information in to me. And I, even after the recording, had uh, a few men still write to me with their insights, which was very cool. So I'm really grateful to everybody who contributes to this show by either listening or, you know, writing in with questions to me, sending me those letters. I just love getting your letters and texts and uh, all kinds of stuff. It's like such great uh, feedback and encouragement, and I totally love it. So send it away. I absolutely love it. And um, I'm really, really excited today to be talking about the other end of the spectrum from last week. So last week's show was What Women Assume in Relationships and Sex from a man's point of view. And today's uh, topic is what men assume in sex and relationship from the women's point of view. So how much fun um, can my panel of women and I have tonight discussing this? So I had some women on to discuss this because you know, I think my, my women friends are more vocal and they prefer to talk and the guys are much more willing to give feedback but so for some reason get a little shy about calling in and that's totally cool. I'm totally cool with that. So I'm really grateful for that anyway. So um, before we get really deep into this topic, um, because, you know, I can get pretty deep into things. I'm that kind of girl. Um, I just wanted to introduce you to myself uh, for a minute and just let you know who I am and kind of what I do. So I work with bodies. I do this uh, crazy fun body work that is somatic body work. So it's called the mitzvah technique. I've been doing it for many years. I've actually started studying it when I was about 19 years old. Um, so for about 22 years, I was off and on kind of playing with it, but I never really got deeply into um, actually studying it and uh, getting qualified to, to to be a mitzvah technique teacher. Uh, so, so that's 
my qualification. I am allowed to teach it to people. I am allowed to practice on people. I'm allowed to treat it like an art. And, and so I'm allowed. I'm given that. <laughs> so you know what? Truth is, you guys are allowed to do whatever the heck you want to. I just happen to go with the system um, to kind of give me some background information. So um, I spend a lot of time on bodies with people and to assist them to have more ease in their bodies and their lives. It's one of my greatest joys is to get to touch bodies and work on bodies. So that is one of my, my most fun things to do. And I um, am just going to check a few things for a second and make sure that we are all good to go so that we have good sound for you guys on this um, as we're going to have lots of speakers on tonight. And um, I'm going to just start with this. So awesome. I'm really funny. I'm just getting some awesome feedback from my producers. And I think we're good to go now. So that's great. Um, so other than the somatic body work that I do, I also work on uh, bodies with energy, different types of energy work. So, if, you know, for like over 20 years, I realized the other day that um, it's literally like my 19th anniversary of being in Reiki. Um, having got my Reiki level one, it's not my 19 years of having it had done to me, but it's my 19 years of being a practitioner. Um, and so it's very exciting. I've got these like major milestones coming up in my life in the next year. It'll be 20 years of Reiki. It'll be, you know, five years of access, uh, something like 10 years of radionics and mitzvah. So I'm very excited that there's so many like milestone anniversaries coming up for me and it's signed so many times it blows my mind that I have I choose this and I keep choosing this. Against all odds, I keep choosing to facilitate ease in bodies. Um because I've watched many of my colleagues like step away from their practices and not choose to do it, choose to do other things. Um I'm somebody who loves to add to my life. So as much as I have this practice, I add to my life by doing so many other things um, that keep me uh, really happy and excited to wake up every morning. So that's something I offer to you guys is like find something that actually excites you, gives you that pleasure to have you want to wake up every morning and choose, choose to like contribute to the planet, choose to contribute to your body and your life. So it's it's wicked fun. So how much fun can you guys have just like every day waking up and choosing for you? And you never know. Like like I was saying, like 19, 20 years later, here I still am choosing stuff, still choosing to work with people, which again blows my mind because I really didn't think I liked people very much until recently. Um, I realized I was just really aware of all their pain and suffering. Am I cute or what? So... <laughs> I could talk about me all night. I actually couldn't do that 20, you know, even four years ago, I couldn't do that. But thank God for the tools of access consciousness. I actually like talking about me now. I like talking about all kinds of things now. I really shut myself off before. So now it's like the floodgates are wicked open and everything's falling out. And I have to say, it's like super thanks to like 
the Access Bars class and also to the Foundation class, which a friend of mine, Christine McIver, who's going to be joining us tonight, is actually facilitating a class in Kitchener, Ontario in the end of August. I'll let her talk about that because I'm so excited um, for her to do that. I've gone to many of her classes and she's one of those people who just has like so much freaking patience, even when I'm being a grumpy ass and she's just like, just like present with me being grumpy and then we get through it. So um, an amazing facilitator. So anybody who's looking for something greater in their life to step out of your comfort zone is usually, you know, what happens Step out of your comfort zone, you actually become more of you and you have way more fun and you let go of all those places that you're holding yourself back. Comfort to me is where I'm holding myself back. So I'm actually choosing to be super uncomfortable most of the time and have super, super fun with it. So I want to welcome you ladies to the panel tonight. Welcome Becky, who also has a show on A to Zen, Christine McIver, who has a show on A to Zen, and also to, well, I'm not sure if Rhonda's going to be joining us or not. I'd love for Rhonda to join in, although she is producing tonight. So welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks, Melissa. I think you. you guys have some awareness, at least like a few ounces of awareness around sex and relationships, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I have none. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't have sex. I'm a nun. What are you talking about? <laughs> me and Mary. You know what I love? Actually, I was just in Quebec City. It was really fun. Funny, like there used to be a gazillion uh, churches in operation and nunneries in operation, um, and you know, in the last twenty or thirty years. And I swear, it's, since I stepped foot in that place, like when I was thirteen, all that just fell to shit. And everybody <laughs> stopped being nuns, and like sex is out there. Like people are making out on it's it's awesome. <laughs> so, I think it's really <laughs> funny. Are you? There's like a fall of the nunneries and then a rise of, you know, debauchery. It's wicked. <laughs> I'll have that, please. Awesome. So, ladies, when you saw the topic of tonight, you know, and when, Christine, when um, when you called Becky, what did you, like, present to her as a, hey, go on and lead the show tonight because guess what they're talking about? Or you just said, just <laughs> like, what got you guys to well, say yes to this? I think part of what got me to say yes was I want to hear the answers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I wonder what will come out of my mouth. <laughs> I love that. I wondered what was going to come out of my mouth, and I had 27 things I listed. I was like, holy crap, I have a lot of points of view. That's a lot. I had to ask 10 different men to get 25 different points of view. And then I just asked myself and I get 27 alone. It's pretty damn funny. <laughs> so I, I didn't, I just told Becky, I think what I told her was we're going to talk, be talking about sex and relationships. Yeah, well, well I love it. kind of. That was like, she said, hey, you want to pop on for a, for a record with me? And I was like, Sure. And then she said, oh, it's sex and relationship. I was like, cool. And then I got on it and saw the topic, and I was like, oh. <laughs> That's awesome. And the question about, you know, whatever it is, what do they assume? And I told Christine, I said, That's easy. I know the answer. Way too much. They assume way too much. <laughs> I love it. Women think men assume way too much. That's awesome. 
When when I asked the boys that question, it was really amazing how much kindness poured out of them. It actually blew me away that so many of the men were saying that what women assume in relationships is that men aren't A, going to be kind to them, and they assume that men don't find women sexy. Um, they They also thought that women assume that men are looking for perfect bodies and they're not. Half the men are just like, we just want to touch a body and we like skin. (laughs) It was really interesting. Like the feedback was so, um, it was really informative. And yeah, so for anybody who hasn't listened to the one on what men thought about it, please listen to that. Um, We do have heavy breathing on the, the phone and this is cool because it's my show and that happens. Sometimes I have you breathe myself. I'm like, oh, this is so good. So, um, welcome to the Heavy Breathing Show. <laughs> now that I can so participate I, in. <laughs> so that's awesome. One of, well, actually, one of the things that I got from the men, which was really cool, was one of the men actually said that women assume they don't deserve more. Like, women are accepting too little. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's really cool. So it was pretty much one of these, like, invitations to ask for more. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I really wonder how many women, is, uh, you know, what women's point of view is about what men assume. Like, do men assume that women don't require anything? Like, what is it that women assume um, that, you know, what is it that women think men assume. I had a few I want to start with and I'll let you guys jump in if you have any feedback on this. So the first one, I went right to sex because, you know, this is the pleasure zone. So let's just hit it on the head, right, so to speak. So <laughs> women, one of the top ones that I think is that that Women's point of view is that men assume that women will never ask for sex and that they have to ask for it first. So I got that actually because I was being chatted up on Facebook by somebody who was literally saying to me, I want to ask the girl, he was like playing golf, he's like, I want to ask my caddy, who's a girl, if she'll give me a blowjob. I'm like, you're assuming you have to ask for one. What if she would ask you to give you one. He was like, that is so not part of his reality. I'm like, wow, how many men assume they have to be the ones to ask or whatever for it first? It fascinated me because in my relationship, it's the total opposite with my lover husband. I'm always the one, like, I'm the asker. I'm like, honey, would you like a blowjob? He's like, all right, well, can I first have my coffee? Okay, I can wait for you to have coffee. I don't believe so. Where's your sense of adventure? Right? <laughs> a little hot coffee on my head while we're at it. Just like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> Heating things up. Go ahead, Christine. What were you going to say? I was going to say, but what this reality is that that's, you know, what's right and wrong is it's wrong for a woman to actually be, you know, aggressive and pursue it and, you know, if she does, she's a whore and she's yeah. a slut. And and if she does that, Melissa, then the man's not going to possibly fall in love with her and be sweet and kind. He's just going to be aggressive. Right. And he might marry her because she's like that because that's what I got. 
Just saying. She, <laughs> he would he would marry her if she was aggressive? Just might. I don't know. That's what I got. That's what I got out of it. I got a ring out of it, right? So You did, but what what I'm saying is this reality <laughs> says Yeah, this reality if, does that, not no. Right. If she does yeah. this, then she's not going to get married. She has to play hard to get. Yeah. Well, or she's just she's just um good to to play with or to pass time with, but she's not the one you would want to spend your life with. Right. right. She's not the one you'd take home to mother. Because <laughs> no. then she might ask your mother to have sex too. Because you never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what they're afraid of. <laughs> We're afraid that mother would say yes. <laughs> That's right. It's like, oh, now it's all in the family. Is that appropriate? Does that constitute like? And it's like, there's so many places I can go, right? So, <laughs> oh yeah. Welcome to the oh, show. Oh, good God. <laughs> Christine said this was a quiet, subdued, very calm, understated show. <laughs> Always, always, and we never talk about genitals or laugh. Never. That doesn't happen. I even laugh at myself when I do it on my own. Like, I literally laugh out loud to my own self. <laughs> I wasn't oh, sure what God. we were talking about on your own there for a minute, but that was, that was interesting. Thanks for the detour. I, I do do it to myself, too, but that is a detour, and that's part of my 27, so I'm going to talk is about it? that at some point. Cool. Yes, it is. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I must have read your list. I think it, we're connected. <laughs> is that um, so? What men assume, and women's point of view about what men assume. So, women's point of view might be that men assume that women require a long time with foreplay, and will sometimes skip it because they think it's too much effort. So, from a woman's point of view, do you have you ever been with somebody who thought, oh, this guy's just assuming? We've got half an hour. There's no time for, like, the real foreplay, so let's just get her done. I don't necessarily know that it's re restricted to time. <laughs> 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 uh, I think there's, I would say that there's some assumption about what is expected and the time it will take and and some assumptions about whether it is or isn't worth the effort. Yeah. Yeah, because what if, you know, the effort part to me, interesting. Um, so I've had, again, some some guys' uh, feedback is they absolutely love foreplay, uh, which is interesting. And some other guys will say, yeah, no, all women want it hard and heavy. Like So this was part of the feedback I actually got from men last week. Um, and and there's, su there's such a varying um, stance on it. And it is interesting to me that um, I think there's more consistency with women having the point of view that men think or that men assume that foreplay is a lot of effort. Like, a, I might not be able to find her clitoris, and when I do, what the heck do I do with it? And how long, like, what cues am I looking for in her face? You know, does her face actually have a reaction? Am I looking for her to laugh? Am I looking for, like, what is an orgasm for this woman? I don't know. I give up. Wow, that wears me out. Right? It sounds exhausting. <laughs> it's like an <laughs> No wonder it's stressful. Right? <laughs> Maybe there's guys, too much thinking going on. Way too much yeah. thinking. Well, not enough enjoying. I think, like, 
I th- what I get from it is that there's so many guys are like watching, you know, they're watching porn and they're looking for that porno reaction in bodies. And when they don't get it, they might try a little harder or they might be like, well, I can't even do this. She's not even going to have an orgasm. So they assume this woman is too much work. She didn't have the porno orgasm. This is too much effort. I'm just going to give up. Well, and it also makes me wonder, like, how much of all of that is tied in, not only to the to the kind of porn strip that runs in their mind, but about other experiences that they've had with other women. So, like, so where who set the standard, I guess? Like, what standard right. are they measuring against? And maybe, I don't know, find a different one. <laughs> right, because I know that I, I have a friend who's, like, like can, she's a squirter of magnitude and if I were to be with the same men she was with they would assume my body could do what her body does but she's got like super skills that way so <laughs> that would like set a guy into like this crazy mode in their head you know like comparing yeah. right <laughs> I think yeah, so there's, the, there's the comparison and the, the looking for <laughs> well you know <laughs> Just give her a little break. She's very easy to self-entertain. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you asked me to come on. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, it sounds like mental gymnastics, truthfully. Yeah. And so no wonder they don't want to do it. And there's my assumption. <laughs> yes, they tell my, it, right. it is, If I had to dance in that arena, it would be way too much work. Exactly. So what if the dance is way easier than we thought it was and what men thought it was? And we're actually like tumbleweeding all of our insanities, just like are falling down this hill and they're tumbleweeding and they're t- snowballing into this gigantic thing that really started out as like one little snowflake that you could clear, you know, you could look at and go, wow, is this even true? Obliterate it and not have to have that, like, massive snowball effect going on that's creating sort of a worldwide phenomenon of, you know, less, I'm going to call it a worldwide phenomenon, I'm claiming that right now, of (laughs) lack of foreplay. (laughs) It's a worldwide phenomenon. (laughs) I think I'll choose a different world, but thank you for the invitation. <laughs> I'd like to change that. Cool. <laughs> it's like, what show am I on again? <laughs> We're changing the point of view that people might not choose it. So, and, that it doesn't, and that it doesn't have to be effort. I actually had a guy, same guy, uh, with, you know, wanting to know if the girl um, with golfing would give him a blowjob. Actually was saying... Um, He's like, I think more girls want to just get it hard and heavy, and they're really, like, he's like, I'm not really into this soft, gentle stuff. I'm like, but all bodies are different, so you have to kind of speak to the body you're with. And I think so many people, men and women, though, are not even sure what the heck that means, like, communicating with that body, being with that body. So... The whole concept of communicating with a particular body could be daunting if you don't have the tools for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the biggest I think the biggest thing is is the labeling. Like even as you guys are talking and you're talking about foreplay, mm-hmm. um, just like saying the word foreplay, how it begins to separate the act of touching each other. 
Right. The act of enjoying each other. It's like, oh, we're doing foreplay now. Okay, are we done? How long have we been doing it for? Is did we meet That's the, the timer? Okay. Is there post okay. play? Wait a minute. Well? I I think that was seven minutes. We're past our quota. Can we just get to the action now, please? <laughs> exactly, right? There's that uh, that one, two, three paint by numbers sex of we've got the uh nip tweaks, clit rub, insert penis. Okay, now we're good to go. Like there's the paint by numbers sex and then there's the like actual where you are enjoying bodies. But I totally get where you're coming from, Christine. It's like the foreplay is part to me of the play by numbers in a way. Um right. where there is kind of like a set sort of rule which is turning might that whole concept might actually be turning people off in general. So what if there is just what if it is play? Yeah, what if it is play? And, you know, the other thing, like what a men assume in sex, I think men assume in sex that they have, it's a job Yeah. for for them. Like I just worked a 12-hour work. day. I don't know if I can put another hour into this job. Yeah, right? Right. I, I've said to men, like, let's do it again. <laughs> it was awesome. And they're like, yeah. yeah, well, you didn't just, you just laid there and took it. You didn't have to do any work. Ah. It's like. Wow, so this was work for you. Yeah. Right? Wow. Right, so how much of them coming into it before they even begin, have they decided that, okay, this is going to be work, I need to have enough rest, I need this, you know what I mean? Like it's all this, as opposed to the energy of play. An energy of the moment. So, yeah, like getting into it and assuming this, okay, this is going to be effort. For, i got to do my stretches because I don't want to give it on my back. i got to make sure I've had my coffee when I'm awake. Don't want to get a Charlie the, horse. got to get my protein intake so I can have my protein outtake. got to make sure everything's balanced. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on in people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much. I'm back to the yeah. same answer. Way too much. <laughs> yeah, way too much head crap. So yeah. I think, yeah, and, and what is it? So is what is it that we are not choosing that we could choose as bodies on this planet? You know, like what could we actually choose that we're not choosing? Like what are we missing in general? You know, there's like I, I know there's yep. I think we're missing, okay, this is a point of view, but I think we're missing the whole purpose of sex. Which would be? Well, I think it was designed for nourishment, just like food was designed for nourishment and breathing was designed for nourishment. It's nourishing, right? And so is laughter. I mean, when, when the three of us are on here laughing together, how much is that nourishing each of us? For sure, and and possibly even for internal massages, could be that internal too, right? Massages. Yes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of actually functional things for sex, like physiologically, what it creates in the body with hormone releases, um, like like when I am mad, like if I'm having a crabby day and I'm just like stressed, if I can if I could have if I can have sex for even like ten or fifteen minutes. I'm a different person. Like I feel better. I behave like my behavior changes. My attitude changes. So yeah, 
I, I don't know. For me, like sex is therapeutic and nourishing, right? So sure. Like, yeah, I like similar. I like I like you a lot better after you've had sex. I know you do. You're usually like, oh, Mike, will you just? Mike, is not can you call back later? <laughs> Mike, we'll get some and call back. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just contact Mike and I go, Mike, it's Christine. He goes, okay, I'm okay, on my I way know. We don't even have to talk anymore. That's right. <laughs> it's it's true. This is how we operate. <laughs> I think this is. In, I, I threw another assumption out there because I I thought this was kind of interesting, um, because this is something that my husband's actually said. Um, because we don't. It's not just like a joke, but we have this thing like, what what cheating is for him and what cheating is for me. So if I were to cheat on him, it would be sex for free, like that I'm not getting paid for it. Um, and for me, it would be if he was if he was having sex with somebody who had a body that was like nearly identical to mine so then it would be then i would get competition <laughs> but if it was totally different then i don't i, I know i'm weird <laughs> but we, we're very we're very clear on what it means to us because it means something different to everybody right so, yeah so i what i thought was interesting was that he his point of view was he says that women women can absolutely get paid for sex because their sex is valuable and his, he assumes that men should not be able to get paid for sex because he thinks it's it's just like men should be lucky that they're getting it. Wow. I was like, wow. <laughs> Man, I need to leverage that better. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Something's way off of my world with that whole equation. I know. I was too. I'm like, are you sure, honey? He's like, no, men should be paying women for sure. But I don't get that women should ever have to pay men for sex because every man wants to have sex. He's like, especially... That is a huge assumption. Every yeah. man does not want to have sex. Exactly. But according to my husband, every man does. <laughs> and women's sex is more valuable. <laughs> so, there well, you he's go. right about that. He's right about that. And... <laughs> What if we look at this all from the perspective of a marriage, a, 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 a quote-unquote regular monogamous relationship? What are the assumptions in that? Yeah. So in that, I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> from a regular marriage. I don't know. Um, from a regular marriage, men would assume that the ring is on your finger and you are with them for life. Yeah, and because the ring's on your finger, it's your job to give it to me. Yeah, it's your job oh, to give yeah. it to me. Right. You right? owe it. It's a you owe it. Right. Yeah. It's like you, you clean the house, you bear the children, and you lay down and spread your legs for me. That's, That's like a big old hairball. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there can be hairballs, yes. It's a true. Yeah, well, that too, so. Wow. Where can we throw that in there? Women, women's point of view is that men assume women should not have hair? Okay. <laughs> Hairballs. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. And, and I think that women pick up on those assumptions of men. 
And then they go into defense and they go, screw you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have sex with you. And they actually, I know a lot of women who have cut off their own sexual desires because they don't want to have to be that for their husband. Yeah. So that yeah, they're so like shooting themselves in the foot. Absolutely. I know I did that with my ex. I didn't want to I didn't want to be his fantasy person. In fact, I wanted to do everything to make sure he would walk away from me. So even though I might enjoy um, certain things he was asking for now, I wasn't gonna even going to remotely allow myself to enjoy them with him because I, I didn't want anything else that would make him want to stay with me. Mm. So I don't know where that's coming from, but I just wanted to put that out there because that was somewhere along those lines. <laughs> I just like to reveal tidbits of myself as we're on this show. Sometimes I just get totally naked and just let you guys see it all. <laughs> cool. We adore you. When are you when starting it, your TV show? Right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Uh, so I think another funny thing is, like, you know, women, I think another point of view women have is that women uh, think men assume their dick is the best. Like, I, like most guys have this, uh, every guy I've ever met has had this thing where it's like their penis is like a demigod. That can do magical tricks, and like <laughs> that thing should be worshipped because it's awesome. So, <laughs> I don't know. These are the men I've run into. So my point of view is that men assume their penis is the best, no matter what. And I don't get that women assume their vagina is the best, which is interesting. Okay, well, they would probably assign. Most would assume the opposite. I think mm-hmm. tend to denigrate themselves. More, maybe not. Okay, so what can we do to change this? Yeah. Well, right. I, what I can we do to change change like people? No, I think it's great if if a guy thinks that his he's got the best looking toes in the world. Like, what would it take for us to enjoy our bodies and yeah. really yeah. appreciate them? Because when we are in that space, we all know that we will connect with those that also will appreciate the same in us. Like, there'll be a match, right? Yeah. Right, but and is there a difference, though, in the conversation between appreciating our bodies and judging our bodies? Because best or worst is judgment, yay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what if we could shift from a judgment mentality to an appreciation and adoration of bodies? Mm-hmm. That sounds that, like um, way more fun. And what would it be like for us to really think that we do have the the diggity bomb vagina in the world. Like, hello. That it's magical. <laughs> Sorry. What if we all had magical vaginas and instead of using the sorting hat from, you know, Harry Potter, <laughs> there's like a sorting penis that's like, ding, 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 you belong in this house. You are magic. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and, and how many women would like to test out that magical penis? That, yeah, how fun could that be? I'm going to go buy a new hat. That's right. Right. You are part of the Whores Are Us Anonymous. Ding, ding, ding. You're awesome. (laughs) But how many men men assume a woman looks a certain way? And women do the same thing. A woman looks a certain way. Therefore, their body parts matched with that woman's body parts is going to be the best sex they've ever had. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah. That's my point of view is that men assume that yeah, those breasts are going to rock that because those things are going to be magic together. Yeah, it's funny. And There's a whole like chain of assumptions in, in there. Yeah, there are. Body part assumptions are huge about what they can offer, what's going to be satisfying, you know. Oh, her lips are big, so she's going to be better at blowjobs. Like, there's so much that's going on. <laughs> it's wild, right? It's like, yeah, I've actually had it's... men say, like, you have such big lips, I want them around my, you know, wang doodle. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I, I love all the different names for coming up with. <laughs> um, it reminds me of a show. I don't know what the show was, but they would blindfold the man or blindfold the woman and then they would line up a whole bunch of people of the opposite sex and then they would have to go up and they would have to kiss them. Wow, why is I not on that show? (laughs) What would it be like if we were actually blindfolded when we were choosing and we had amazing copulation with someone and then we took our blindfolds off? Yeah. I think you would get a sense of the body anyway through touch, right? The size of it, the shape of it. In, if, I, so, yeah, yeah, I would think you would. And if you were really choosing that way, you'd be choosing on energy. And so if you could, if you could set aside your perceptions and your judgments of what you wish the body looked like and what you could tell it looked like when you could feel it looked like, right? Because what I get from that is that we've just moved the mental gymnastics from their side to ours. It's true. I'm trying to figure it out. If you ask your body, ask your body who it wants to be with and let the rest just kind of fall where it may. Yeah, and I think that blindfold concept is interesting just because then you literally are following that energy um, and asking your body. That would be prior to touching them, right? You're just kind of in a room. And if you let your body just like follow the energy of where it's magnetized to, it's like, bam, oh, okay. I think we'd be totally surprised on what our bodies choose compared to what our brains and our points of view are choosing for us, mm-hmm. or that we're yeah. letting you know get in the way. I have There's found myself shocked, <laughs> shocked and surprised by what, what, and who, in some cases, my body is just totally turned on by. Yeah, that, it's like and when I look, it's like that would not match the image in my head, <laughs> and my body's like, okay, the head doesn't get to play. Go away. <laughs> You're not invited to the party. Go back. <laughs> I wonder how much those um, images in our head are. You know, we've adopted them. They've been, you know, implanted, imparted to us to just like stop us from truly having joy. You know, like if we didn't have those things implanted in our brains distracting us thinking oh yes that you know guy from the GQ magazine is the guy that my body really wants to have sex with even though it's not Um, if you don't have that you could actually start choosing and having way more fun Um, so I wonder how much yeah those things have just been put in there to limit us from having as much fun as possible on the planet Mm mm-hmm yeah, well, and oh my gosh, how funny is that? How much of it even doesn't even belong to us? It's just yeah. like whether it's put in or we've just like picked it up along the way. Yeah. Um, wow. 
And where did that original ideal come from? Like, I get that there was some kind of hunter-gatherer, that guy has muscles so he can kill the saber-toothed tiger and protect me thing going on, but then that's changed. Like, we don't have, like, that was, you know, thousands of years ago. We don't have the saber-toothed tigers coming after us anymore. And we don't require men, unless you're living on a farm, you don't really require your man to have those bulging muscles that can, like, pull the cattle and taking the crops. So you might actually be living now, like we might actually be living in an era where sapiosexualness is like the thing, right? Where you're attracted more to the mind because people whose, you know, intelligence or energy might be more of um, the commodity that we're kind of trading in. Because there's always kind of like a trade-off factor. Um, you know, I'll trade you sex for your brains or something. There's always some kind of, in this reality, there's some kind of thing where there's just like trade-off that goes on. I just went on a rant, guys, about saber-tooths and farmers. And <laughs> yeah, I was lost. <laughs> I Well, I wasn't lost, but I, I had a separate little side giggle about the whole saber-tooth thing and and <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, honey, man, uh, how many times do men assume that we should be well behaved? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, or that yeah. we require protection because you know, you know, we're we're not maybe as strong emotionally or whatever it happens to be. There's still this like I I think that men assume we still need to be sort of protected or looked after or something. Um, even though, you know, we're way out of that day and age and era. Um, and it, what if it could be more of a mutual, I've got your back, rather than I'm going to protect mm-hmm. you thing. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. and what a yummy energy that has. Yeah. Right? Because it totally invites the vulnerability instead of it being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that totally changes the energy of the whole conversation. If it's a, I've got your back. Yeah. So how much more fun could we have having each other's backs, even from behind, like, you know, just have her yeah. back. She <laughs> might like you to have her backside. I personally, that's one of my favorites. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. The assumptions and positions just jumped into my head. Yeah, go for it. Let's talk well, about that. There is a, like, nine-hour show. <laughs> assumptions <laughs> and positions. Right? So, yeah, there could be. I mean, we haven't even taken a break yet in this show. So, what if we go to break now? And when we come back, I'm gonna let you. Le- um, I'll let you lead off that conversation, Christine, about assumptions and positions. When we come back from break. <laughs> Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. 
What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight I have two of my co-hosts on with me, Becky and Christine, and we are talking about what is it that men assume in sex and relationships, but that's from our point of view. So, hey, from the ladies' point of view. So, Christine had um, some awareness around what men assume about positions. Go ahead, Christine. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, you know, I just get that a lot of people, um, you know, there's so much publicity out there and there's so many magazines saying about, hey, be, become a better lover, like Cosmopolitan, right? Like every single episode or every single magazine, um, they're, they're putting out like how to be a better lover and do it this way. And there's all these books on how to do all these damn near gymnastics you know, triple triple jointed positions, right? <laughs> and and the the assumption of what it means when you when you're like, I would like to do this and, and what we call quote unquote boring or normal and how a man maybe go into I have to be this crazy wild thing to to, to please this woman. I have to do these wild positions where the woman's just like can we just chill and, and enjoy it and go go with, with, with at a pace that's kind to both of our bodies right like there's the assumption there's not the questions there's not the hey what do you like how many people truthfully actually ask each other what do you like yeah they might for the first two dates and then they don't have that discussion ever again because it's like we've got that all down pat we're just going to keep on repeating that pattern well, there's the assumption, right? Labyrinthine. Yeah. Labyrinthine. Yeah. But I love six according to the shampoo bottle. <laughs> Here's a new product you could put out. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, the exact opposite was, has been true for me, is that there's no conversation prior, and then as the relationship unfolds, then more conversation has has started to take place. But That's how many cool. of us are assuming, right, like, the missionary position is boring. Well, really? It's kind of good. <laughs> like if you're if you're really connected with that body, if that body is connected with you and it's 
and again, it doesn't really matter what the position is, but why are we assuming uh, a lot of the times that these positions are boring? Like the woman thinks, oh, okay, I got to really, I really got to show him that I'm really super talented and I can do all of this. And, and then even like, well, what if I do do something quote unquote dirty? What is, he's going to assume I'm always going to want to do that, or he's going to assume that I'm a naughty girl. And, what does that mean then? If I do that in the bedroom, what, what's going to happen when we get out of here? And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, my head is aching just thinking about all of this stuff. Yeah, we create so much havoc in our own brains and then or project it on or expect it from others. It's amazing how much we do that. It's uh, it's like pollution in the air. If we could just stop Stop our silliness. It would be really, really great. Uh, we could have a lot more fun and just not be silly, stupid. So that would be yes. good. That would be fun. That would be the, fun. The positions for me, um, I like all positions. I'm not shy about that. Um, and I just realized I just did my Kiki voice almost. I became my puppet there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what does wow. What does Kiki like? Um, Kiki's like, like fun. And um, and if yeah, I just like to be touched, and uh, I like a hand inside me, it's good. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I see a new show being born. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, Becky, it's on my page on Facebook. But Kiki does do insightful things on Facebook. Well, and until I get there, can I just say that my my mind is having a splendid time. Awesome. Awesome. I even knocked my headset off. How about that? Awesome. I also recently found out that all possessions for me are even more fun with a mirror. So that's what I found out. Cool. Yeah. I, I found that I'm actually more of a voyeur than I knew. And the whole time growing up in high school, I had this, like, I didn't even think of it then because, you know, I had some action, but I wasn't usually doing it in my own bedroom because I was trying not to do it at home to get caught. But I had, like, a whole wall that was mirrors. The fun I could have had with those mirrors. And then we moved. I was, like, 19. But looking back on that, going, crap, I had, like, I had those mirrors. And right now, I don't have closet doors, so these closet doors could actually become mirrors, Uh-oh. which is like a whole <laughs> world of wow in my world right now. <laughs> I just think we were there when the idea was born. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like most, most of the time, men are the ones who are seen as being like the, the visual creatures who get stimulated by visual things. But I know I'm... I'll say I'm more like a man like that because I I literally saw, so even like sometimes I'll see hotel rooms or bathrooms that are really beautiful. That will turn me on. So it's not just bodies, but certain things. There's certain things that I that are beautiful to me that I'm like, whoa, I'm turned on. Um, it's that I'm that easy, girls. That's how easy and slutty I am. I don't know if you guys can match up to my slut volume, but I'm pretty up there. <laughs> no, not. I don't care. We're quiet and conservative. (laughs) (laughs) And how much do we assume or do do we think that men assume that we that we are not visual creatures like like they are, right? That they have they somehow have a corner on the market on (laughs) on um visual stimulation, not even necessarily from the body type that we think we project, but just from the sensuousness 
um, that they present and that we can see and perceive and observe with our eyes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Saying they might think that we don't do that. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, they might. And it's like studies would even sort of support that, which is funny. Silly studies. I know. Who was that studied by? <laughs> a bunch of guys assuming things, finding people to match the study. Buggers. <laughs> yeah, I guess they, they put the ad in the paper, all non-visually stimulated women respond here. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even be able to see it because they weren't stimulated by the ad and seeing it. <laughs> the Lord have mercy. <laughs> Christ have mercy. Somebody had mercy. Somebody had mercy. Oh my goodness! I had another one that was kind of kind of funny. I've just got to find it on my list here, ladies, before before this show's over. Because oh, so this is one. I don't even know where this came out of. Um, whose brain I was tapping into at this moment, but I got that if men assume that if a woman, women think that men assume that if a woman is wearing great underwear, like sexy underwear, that she's trying to impress a guy. And I had to put in brackets, that's hardly ever the case because I wear it just for me. It's fun. Right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. I just think it's a bonus if he gets to see them. Yeah. (laughs) Underwear is fun. And the other one, the other one that was funny is that women think that men assume that a threesome is a natural progression in a relationship. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> you don't know how many times I've been asked about that in this lifetime. Not from my husband particularly. He That's not his thing. But every other man I know is like, hey, do you do threesomes? I'm like... Is this, like, am I being recorded? Because I swear I get this question daily. Like, what is that? That's funny. <laughs> so what do they know that you're not telling? But I don't even know yet. i got to find out. I haven't really been down that road. I'm like, all right, if I need, if this is something that I require, all right, okay, cool. Because the universe is, is, like, bringing it in my face all the time. And I like how the progression goes from, hi, what's your name? Do you have threesomes? What is that? Now that I know your name, I need to know this bit of information. Maybe you look, maybe you have the, the, the face of a threesome girl. That's another thing that men assume is that my face is the picture, the face that actually requires dick pics. And I'm cool with that, guys. Like, you can see them, but... But I, it's just like surprising that my face is that face. I didn't know. Man, you should probably have a chat with your face and say, "Just what are you putting out there?" I'm so gonna have a chat with my face. That's awesome. Oh my god, guys, we I have like 22 seconds. a whole new advertisement that you haven't even thought of yet. That's awesome. We have <laughs> 15 you, seconds to go and I just want to thank you guys and thank you for coming on and guys look for Christine and Becky's show here on A to Zen um, if you thought this was fun I'm sure you're going to have lots of fun on their shows too oh. thank you so much for letting us come play and for Christine <laughs> thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8pm Eastern Time 7pm Central 6pm Mountain and 5pm Pacific on a2zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, 
Have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. 